This episode is brought to you by our free Flex Guide ebook. Give your application for flexible working the best chance of success with our nine easy steps to follow and information about your entitlements. Go to our website, thejuggle.com.au forward slash flex guide and download the guide now. If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Joel Lulovich. And Lucy Dickens, welcome back to the Juggle Podcast. One of the problems we know women face trying to do this juggle of work and family is the fact that we don't get paid when we call maternity leave. Some of us might be fortunate (laughs) enough that, you know, we get some money from the government, paid parental leave. It was a long time coming, but it finally exists. But for some people, they don't even get that. And it's funny, just a few episodes ago, we spoke about keeping in touch with your career. And that was one of the comments we made. And I said, you know, go and do all these passion projects and personal development. And that's all well and good, but we need to earn money. We all have bills to pay. So maybe you could also (laughs) go back to our financial planning tips from Michael and and get some ideas around that too, about planning for mat leave and the fact that you're going to have less income. But it's not just that. It's not just dealing with the issue of less money to go around. It's also that, you know, mental concern of feeling like you're not contributing and wondering how the time out of work is going to affect your lifetime earning capacity. And, you know, it kind of goes on and on. So one of the things that has come up a bit in a lot of businesses is this idea of paid parental leave. And what we commonly hear is that it's considered to be one of those big differences in your, you know, remuneration package, whether you work for a small or a large employer. And interestingly, I was having a look at some stats in preparing for today and somewhere between about 40 and 50% of Australians are employed by small business, which is huge. So, you know, by looking at that statistic and what we know about it, we could say that at least 40 to 50% of Australians are not receiving any kind of paid parental leave from their workplace. And it's probably a lot higher than that because I reckon a lot of large employers aren't paying for it either. Absolutely. But we know that it is possible for small businesses to afford paid parental leave. We've previously spoken to Katrina McLeod of Cullen McLeod Lawyers, and that was back in episodes 26 and 27, which by the way, are some of our most listened to episodes. So if you haven't listened to them, everybody else loves them. So you're missing out. (laughs) Go check them out. But Katrina explains in those episodes why she implemented flexible working and paid parental leave and they're a small business and they can make it work. And so today we thought we would bring on another small business owner who has overcome the cost objections and managed to find a way to successfully implement paid parental leave in her small business. Nikki Beaumont is the CEO and founder of Beaumont People with over 30 years of recruitment industry experience, including management of the Olympic Recruitment Centre for the Sydney 2000 Olympics pretty huge job. Beaumont People was founded in 2001 and is characterized by its innovative forward-thinking marketing approach and personal touch. And you'll hear that personal touch when you listen to the interview today. Nikki attributes the key to business success as being her unfaltering investment in her people, including training, mentoring, and the implementation recently of a paid parental leave policy and flexible working model. It's a great interview. I'm sure you will love it just like we did because Nikki clearly has the same values that we do, which is what we hope we express throughout this podcast every week. (laughs) I really love Nikki's attitude, which is, and she said these words, it's just of whatever works. And she really is, she doesn't just say that people are the core of her business. She is really 
putting the people at the core of her business. And you'll hear her as she gives examples of the way that her staff work and the way that they approach her, the kind of relationship the that they have with her. The way they've come and gone in the business. And, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. And they go and they come back. And she knows that people are human and they have lives and she's happy for just whatever works yeah. is what she said. And I love it. It's awesome. It is awesome. That might even be the title for this podcast. Yeah. Whatever works. Hmm. All right. Over to the interview. I hope you love it. Okay, Nikki, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you're very welcome. We're pleased to have you. Now, by all accounts, Beaumont People is a very successful recruitment service business and you've got offices in Sydney and Byron Bay. What we would like to know is, with all this success that you've already experienced, why did you feel the need to change things up by introducing paid parental leave? To be honest, I wasn't doing it to change things up. I mean, really, um, I'm quite embarrassed in some ways that we didn't introduce it years before. You know, we actually really should have done. And it's just one of those things that was something that I wanted to do a long, long time ago and um, never really believed that it was something that was available to a small business like us. And when you say available, do you mean affordable? Yeah, affordable because, you know, it's the kind of things that you see the bigger companies offer, particularly in Australia. It's not something that you tend to see the small and medium-sized businesses offer. So I honestly wanted to do it, but it never really got that high on the agenda um, because I, I, I really didn't think that we could afford it. And I didn't know how. I didn't really know how to go about it, you know. I think I also had this impression that paid parental leave had to be, you know, six months full pay to 12 months full pay for anybody and it actually doesn't need to be that at all it can be whatever you want it to be you know I think that's the thing that stops a lot of people doing a lot of things isn't it because we have this expectation in our mind that it needs to look this big before we start it you know we were talking before we recorded this interview about recording videos and I think a lot of people have this idea that if they're going to record videos and put them online that they need to be perfect they need to be edited they need to be this and that and that stops people from getting started, even with something simple. And it sounds like you're describing the same thing, that you have a, an expectation that you want it to be all the bells and whistles, but you can start small and you can build up. Yeah, and that's exactly what we've done. You know, that really is exactly what we've done. And, I, you know, I think one of the things becoming a parent myself, you know, you uh, it's a great learning journey, isn't it, becoming a parent? And watching so many other families come through the business and watching their journey and, and listening to um, what's important to them, you know, it's just, you know, it's allowed us to keep evolving and changing the way that we work with the people in the business. You know, we hear and understand things and go, okay, maybe we need to do something about that or, you know, that's not right and we can do that better, we can do it in a different way. So, you know, we are constantly changing and constantly evolving in all aspects and, and this really is just one, one small aspect of the business which we've, we've evolved and we're only in the early part of the journey as well. You know, we really only implemented just under a year ago. You say that originally you thought this was not realistic for you, you not affordable. Was there a trigger point that made you reconsider and think it through and helped you to change your mind? Not particularly. It had been on the agenda for a long time. It would be one of those things on my list of things to go, right, I really need to get my head into that, you know, and of many, many things. And my list is forever full. And it's a case of prioritizing things. But it had been on there. And I think I had a conversation with um, my managing director, Nina, one day and said, you know, I think I'd, I may have read an article or something online. And I had a chat with her one day and I went, you know what, I do really feel passionately about us 
introducing some parental leave, paid parental leave, you know, Nina, and she was like, yes, so do I, absolutely. And I think having her endorsement, you know, as the sort of other, you know, most senior executive within the business, that was probably the catalyst that I needed to go, right, yep, she's behind me on this, let's do it, you know. And I said, do you want me to get on with that and start doing the research? She said, yes, I would love you to. So it went on my list and and the process was started. So I I think it was as simple as that. So what does it look like? What's your policy? What does it encompass? Okay, so it's one of those things that I completely made it up myself as I went along. So I researched lots of companies and lots of policies. And one of the things that I wanted to do was um, reward people who've been in the business for a longer period of time. So it is a little bit of a steps policy. So the people who've been been loyal to the business longer um, get a a bigger payout. Um, And it involves not just the sort of paid between 12 and 18 weeks paid parental leave, but it involved lots of other elements as well, which is what I liked about it. So the paid parental leave is, is staggered depending on duration, and it is capped at the minimal wage, the same as the government one. And we had to do that for a particular reason within the business, because we have lots of sales consultants on lots of different reward and commission structures, but I actually wanted something that was actually even for everybody rather than you know your base salary is higher and your base salary is I actually wanted something that was even across the board for everybody whether you were administration reception consultant or CEO you know absolutely wanted it even across the board it is also gender neutral which I'm very excited to be able to offer um, because in my family uh, I'm the person who goes out to work I'm the income earner and my partner stays at home and has looked after our our little girl, all the way you know, through to she's 11 now. And I really appreciate, as a family, the importance of him having the opportunity to have that time with her. And, you know, I just, I just feel like a lot of dads don't, they just don't get that chance. We've had guests on the podcast, or one in particular, Jane, her name is, so listen, look out for her episode. And she says the same, her husband is the primary caregiver of their children, and she will take a little bit of time off, but then she'll go back. And she's not eligible, for, well, their family will not be eligible for paid parental leave, and she doesn't get it from her work either. So that's, it's difficult. It doesn't matter who the caregiver is. It's still the family circumstances that are important. Yeah. And it was only when I started going and reading the different policies and going primary, secondary, hold on, what's yeah. that? What were we? Where, you know, then I went, you know what? And look, I have to be honest, if you have a look at the, um, <laughs> the gender balance within Beaumont, you know, at the moment, we actually do have a much largely female work staff. So um, <laughs> it's not a huge cost to me if it, if it was gender neutral at this moment in time. But I think that's a good thing, though, Nikki, because if it was the other way around and you'd introduce the policy with a business full of men, exactly. it, would, it, would have, it would be different, wouldn't it? Because it would probably be less likely that anyone would actually be taking you up on it. But in fact, you've got a business full of women and they are probably more likely to take advantage of the policy. I've got several, several, <laughs> several who are currently on parental leave and I've got yeah. several on their way to parental leave in the next six months. But I actually did want something that would attract some more male consultants to the business so you know that's one of the reasons that I did that so that's one element but the other elements that I I liked which I'd read through the research that I did so other elements were giving people 
five days of full pay while they're on leave to come back into the business if they wanted to come to any conferences or or come in and do half days here and there so during their period of parental leave if there was opportunities for them to come back if they wanted to they could come back and do some work and help integrate themselves back into the business before they actually come back for they oh, that's wonderful we just did an episode recently on nine ways to keep in touch when you're on mat leave and one of those is looking at whether or not you have access with your employer to some kind of keeping in touch days so that's fabulous yeah so they can come back and get get paid and they don't have to and you know what if they want if they said to me if anybody said to me actually I'd like to come back half a day a week throughout the whole of my parental or after three months I want to come half a day then I want to go to one day because I can for whatever reason I'd be going great let's look at it you know let's mm-hmm. yeah let's see what we can do how could that work tell me what, what you can do let's have a look at what we could do and so you know naturally for me we would do that so that's one of the elements another of the elements is that they can bank some of their pay and they can bank some of their sick leave and take that as paid parental leave. So they can do that to help themselves and plan for the future. And another aspect to it is we have an employee assistance program. Mm. So they get an extra three days. They get three days anyway a year, but they get an extra three days of support and counselling services for, for them or any member of their family during their parental leave time. And that could be just, you know, somebody a specialist in uh, that transition back to work. You know, it could be that. It could be struggling with a baby that doesn't sleep. You know, it could be any of those things. But they get extra days to utilise while they're actually on parental leave too, which, which I thought was really important. That's the, you're the first person I've heard of to do that. Are you, were you about to say the same, Joe? Yeah, I haven't heard of anyone adding any extra EAP days. So that is definitely something new for me. And I think it's great that you've gone beyond just handing people money because I think that that's where most people's minds start and stop. And it's really reassuring to know that employers listening to this could sort of say, well, you know what, maybe we can't afford the money, but maybe we can afford some of those other things. You know, maybe they can do EAP days or maybe they can do the keeping in touch days and they can start with that. And then as things change in their business, they could add in some some paid mat leave as well. Yeah. And also just transferring all of that, you know, that, that banking their bonus or banking pay to, to allow them to plan. Um, it's quite a nice tax effective way of doing it for them as well. Another element that we have is that they're allowed to take that leave as and when they want. So they could yes. take the first four weeks in the first quarter and then another four weeks in the second quarter. And then if it's a new financial year and they want to take the second half then, so they can take it. Absolutely, as they'd like to. Um, so if it's 16 weeks that they get and they want to break it up over 32 weeks, that's totally fine too. Which is great for the business cash flow as well. Yep. At the end of the day, it's whatever works, mm-hmm. you know, whatever works for people is important. I mean, we, all, we already do some other things. Like, for example, we invite people to come back into the office with their baby and they come back in, we have breakfast, we have lunches together and they're welcome and invited back in on a regular basis. And they do, you know, they really do. I don't think we've actually had many people go on parental leave and not come back. Pretty much everybody's come back on parental leave unless they were doing something like going overseas, you know, going going back to the UK to live or something like that. But pretty much everybody does come back. Which is perfect in lead into my next question, which is what benefits have you seen from all of this? <laughs> it's still new. It's only a year. But I mean, some of the benefits that I've seen is, you know, everybody in the business, whether they're going to take it up or not, thinks it's wonderful and thinks it's amazing. And, and you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, we say that we really 
are a people-first business and we really care about the people and we want to do the right thing. And everybody in the business went, yeah, that's walking the talk, that's actually doing it. That's not just saying it. So that's been great is that everybody's been really delighted that we've, we've done that. And I think the other benefits is that, you know, people who do intend to take it up have just been so grateful, you know, just so, so very, very grateful to give them the opportunity to maybe have a little bit longer at home than they thought that they might be able to. And that's a wonderful thing. I know myself how nice that time is, you know, and how short that time is. So to me to give people that opportunity, um, I love that. I think that's it's a really important thing. So, you know, we're yet to see how it affects the return returners because it's still fairly new. But everybody plans to come back that I know. Sounds like you're having a bit of a baby boom in your business. Because you've got a few on leave and a few going on leave, and you're not huge in terms of numbers. Something in the Um, water? Something to do with those demographics, isn't it? Um, Yes. um, You know, when I actually did the research as to how we could afford this, it pretty much averages about two two people a year go on leave, on parental leave, about two a year. And we've got two due to go June and July. So, and if we've got some more babies cooking, I'm not quite sure. We may well. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I just don't know about it yet. (laughs) yes employers out there don't go asking your employees please (laughs) well you know um, in recruitment we're suffering from a real candidate short market at the moment like you know there's lots of great jobs out there but finding really quality candidates is really tough which is one of the reasons we're so successful is because where companies can't find people we can Um, so we joke all the time and go you know what we're social to candidates we're just making our own yeah (laughs) let's make some more candidates everybody go out and make So tell us more about the cost. How did you decide, how did you work out if this was affordable for you? The starting point was when I realized that it was only two people a year that that went on on leave. You know, that was the starting point when I actually went back. So I went back eight years. I went, okay, I had to think about it. I had to look for all the baby photos that we share each month. (laughs) And who's actually gone on leave and who's come back. And so that absolutely was the starting point. And you know what? Then it was just a case of juggling a whole heap of numbers and going, well, how much would that cost? How does that work? You know, what would the cost to the business be if we did it that way, if we did it that way? So, you know, really the minimum wage way for you know, the twins, the 14 and 18 weeks is not that much. You know, really that in itself is not that much. It's then if you want to add the other bits on you know like the employee assistance program and then the extra five days pay and then allowing them to utilize other leave that they may have saved up you know whether it be sick leave or holiday leave which they can use anyway but allowing them to take that just helped us pad it out for it to be something that was worth something and it was just really a case of putting all the figures down and looking at the profitability of the business and going well if we took you know if we took thirty thousand forty thousand off is it really going to make a massive difference over the year. That's how much it would cost us. Can we budget for that? And I sat down with the manager director, Nina, and we went, yeah, we can. We can do that. And we want to do it. You know? So we did. So what would you say to all the other small businesses that are out there who believe that pay parental leave is only for big business? I would say, my experience, that's not the case. It's available for everybody. And how you structure it is up to you, you know, you could start with two weeks. You could start yeah. with four weeks. It doesn't have to be what, you know, the, the big four offer. Yes. It can be your thing. And I think let's all start somewhere. You know, let's all start somewhere. Let's do the math, have a look at the demographics, have a look at how many people actually really will be taking it up. 
and let's just start with something. And you know what? You know, I can come back to me in two years' time and go, how has it got? Has it massively affected your profitability? I would say no, probably not. I'm quite sure it won't. And I'm quite sure that'll be the same for any company. You know, and if it costs me thirty dollars to $40,000 per person, you know what? Really, that's an awful lot less than what it's going to cost me if they don't come back. Mm. Find somebody to replace them, you know, with all their knowledge and everything else. And, how, you know, how quickly they get up and running when they come back when they've worked with you before compared to somebody brand new coming in. So, and there's, there's definitely something, a lot to be said for the loyalty that comes when people have been with you for a while and they feel well looked after and respected and valued as opposed to just I'm another bum on a seat. Yep, absolutely. It's the whole package for us in that mm respected and valued by the business and appreciated you know it's it's one element of a bigger package but a very important one you know very very important and another good point it is for you just one element and we know that you've done lots of other things around the workplace to make it easier for parents who are juggling work and family and for anybody else for that matter to work flexibly so tell us a bit about what flexible work looks like with you your flexible work looks really quite varied. <laughs> Pretty flexible, right? Um, yeah, Just how it's, it's supposed to look. <laughs> you know what? It's taken on all sorts of forms with us, really. And you know, it's it's again, you know, I, you know, I say start with something and let it evolve over time. And it started many years ago with something as simple as doing an early shift and finishing early, giving people the opportunity to come in early and finish at four. We still have an early shift and and then after that became a late shift. And then after that, you know, came people who I remember hiring somebody 12 years ago this year, Rachel, she's still with me now, who came to me because the company that she was working for, she had two young boys at school and the the company she was working for, she'd asked them to take more time after her school holidays to look after her boys because her holidays didn't cover it. You know, could she have a couple of extra days that she could take over the holidays. And the company had said, mm, no, we can't do that. Mm. She was amazing. I said, absolutely, we can do that. Of course we can do that. You know, let's work out, how, how would it look? You know, would this work for you? And she was like, yeah. So we hired her. So she came along, she's fantastic. 12 years later on, she's still fantastic. Her boys are grown up. She doesn't need the holidays for the boys, but you know, she can take them if she wants to. So it started with simple things like that. But it's evolved around whatever people's needs are. So we we have, for example, one of our consultants in Sydney wanted to move up and live up in Port Douglas for a year or two. So she came to me and said, I'd like to move up to Port Douglas. Is there any way I could work from home from Port Douglas? I was like, yeah, sure. Let's work it out. Let's see what it looks like. Let's give it a go. You know, if it doesn't work out mm. or we come across some challenges, we'll just change it. You know, we'll just work it out as we go along. So, so she did. So she did a year full time and then she went six months part time. Oh, and then she left because she really wanted to find a job that was local and meet more people. And then she came back and came down and looked after our Byron office for six weeks. So then she moved down to Byron and then she went full time. Then she went part time. And now <laughs> she goes and now she goes on parental leave in six weeks. <laughs> Do you know, Nikki, I love listening to you say all of this and I love your approach. And you know what you've done is you've just you are just so approachable and what that means and what I'm guessing, I'm just kind of telling you what your work looks like, but you'll correct me if I'm wrong. But what it looks like is that you are approachable. If somebody wants to move to Byron, they don't just resign because they're moving to Byron. They come and say to you, this is what I want to do with my life. How can we make it work together? And isn't that just what every business should be doing? 
Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Why know, are they doing oh, that? It just seems normal <laughs> to me to do that. Yeah, I had, I had one girl in um, Joe in, in Sydney. She came to me and said, I, I want to set up my own business. You know, this is what I'm passionate about. I really want to do this. And I was like, okay, so, so I'm giving you notice now. And I'm, I, you know, in a couple of months, I'm going to have to resign because this, this is what I'm going to do. I was like, okay. I said, you don't have to resign. I said, in fact, if you're starting up your own business, surely what you need is some stable income while you get it going. So, you know, tell me about it. How does it work? Okay, let me see how I can help. So how about if you go part-time, start your business, as your business grows, you can reduce your hours with us and we'll work it out so that that just gives you the stability and the income during those really difficult days of starting up your own business. And she's like, oh, amazing. So, yeah. so she did. It's that attitude of... Let's give it a try and let's see what happens. And I think that is something that so many people don't have that positive mindset. They're always thinking straight about the negatives. Oh, oh my God, I'm going to have to hire a new person. Oh, they're not going to be physically in the office. We're going to forget about them. We're not going to remember to give them work. Whatever it is, whatever reason comes to mind, there are just some people who have that mindset of what's the problem first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also the putting the people first, but truly putting people first. And being human-centered and then knowing that everything else that's good will come after that. Mm. It does. You know, Jo, who, who went part-time and built her business and then actually decided that she preferred our business to her business. And, <laughs> her business. and then she went on parental leave and then she came back. And now she works part-time in our Sydney office. Um, I don't even know what her hours are. Nobody does, I don't think. So um, she's one of our best operators. She really yeah. You know, she's yeah. absolutely one of our star operators and, you know, she works three days a week with a little boy, shortened hours, and she does a great job and she is just fantastic. So it's so worth it. You know, it really, it really is worth it. What's another thing that we've done? We've really opened up our work from home policy. We've always, always had it, but I think these days what we've tried to do is encourage people to work from home mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Even our managing director, Nina, when she's in the office, everybody wants a piece of her. And she, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I don't give her. I said, can you just work from home one day a week? Do it, try it. She's like, no, no, I don't want to be at home. I said, like, just give it a go, you know. Have a day at home, see if it helps you catch up with some stuff. And, you know, everyone's not, you know, having a piece of you all the time. So she's okay. And now she works from home one day a week and, mm. and loves the fact that she has that quiet time and she can just completely get on top of it. And I work from home too when I, you know, whenever I want to, I can. So, How do you manage the boundaries around that? Your family are at home generally, unless they're at school for that part of the day. And also your staff, you know, the more that you open up working from home to them, are you doing anything to assist them with managing that boundary or are you just letting them figure it out for themselves? You know, I think we used to have boundaries around that, but I don't really believe in that. You know, I, I really come from a place of trust, mm. of going, you know what, you've got a job to do, you know what you need to do. Um, and if you're going to choose to work from home, you'll use the time that you need to use. And I don't care whether you start at six in the morning or 10 in the morning, and I don't care whether you finish at five at night or 10 at night. I don't mind, you know. I don't care if, you know, at lunchtime you take two hours and take the dog for a walk or go to the gym or go for a swim or go for a surf. You know, I really, I personally, I don't mind. That's good. With staff in Byron Bay, you probably need to be used to them going off a surfs in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I think people really appreciate that flexibility a whole lot more. And I think you do have to have the right people in your business and you do have to have that sense of trust and loyalty and 
you know, working together. So we provide everybody with the tools and the software and everything else that they need, but the hours that they work on their day from home is up to them. You know, I really, I'd be happy for them if they took a break after an hour and a half of working on a project and went and put the washing in and hung the washing out or took the dog for a stroll. You know, what a great thing to do to break up your day and make you more productive in the long run. Oh, it so is. Thank you so much for giving us and what we really hope is that a lot of employers are going to be listening to this and being totally inspired by how you've made it work in your business and getting them thinking creatively about how they can make some of these things work in their business to ensure that women are so much better placed to be able to manage this juggle of work and family. But before we say goodbye, we'd really love to ask you a couple of our favourite questions to finish up. This is Jo's pause because she lets me ask this one, which is, <laughs> do you have a mantra? Are there words you live by? You've said a few things that I've jotted down, but I'd like to know whether, whether there's something that's a mantra for you. Oh, yes, I do, actually. I do one thing a day that scares you. Oh, like ah. What have you done today, Nikki? <laughs> I put her on the spot, Lucy. Oh, what will you do today? I know. <laughs> this interview on oh, video. Oh, this is it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. I hate being video. <laughs> you video me. Go away. <laughs> well, hopefully you didn't find us too scary. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. No. So, yeah, um, do one thing a day that's good. I still have that. I've had it on my computer in the office for years. It's just a little thing that says that. I, I think I picked it up from Lululemon or somewhere, funnily enough, but I've had it for years. And every time I see that, it makes me smile and it reminds me to push myself beyond my comfort zone exactly yeah. you know and do stuff even though I go oh. I've got some things that I'm chewing away on at the moment that I'd like to implement in the business and it's another of those things that I talked to Nina about it our managing director and said um what do you think to this and she was like yes absolutely and I was like okay that one really scares me if you think the parental leave scares me that one really scares me and so <laughs> she says well go away do your research work it out so I've got one of those that I'm chewing away on at the moment mm. but that one's top secret so I can't We'll have to wait. Because I might not do it. It might be too scary. (laughs) That's what you need to do. You need to tell people and then you're accountable. We we won't make you do it now. Don't worry. We won't make you do it now. (laughs) All right. And to leave us with today, what is one piece of advice that you would like to give to employers who are, you know, dealing with staff who are trying to manage this juggle of work and family? Yeah, I think you have to recruit the right people into business in your first place. You have to have good people that you work with, that you value, that you can trust. So you do have to have the right people and the right relationships with people for this all to work. That's a starting point. But the other thing is, is that you just have to develop that relationship with your people. And all of the things that I've described can work. It is about trust. It is about loyalty. And everything's possible. You know, everything is possible, I think. You just need to listen to your people and, and be approachable and talk to people and be understanding. And it's really not that hard. We're not anything special. We're not doing anything more special than anybody else, really. We're just human-centered, people-first, whatever you want to call it. You know, people are your business. You know, they really are. And, you know, it's not that hard. I love it. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. If anyone listening would like to find out more about Nikki's business, it's beaumontpeople.com.au and you can connect with the wonderful Nikki on LinkedIn as well. Um, We will have the links, of course, to all of these things in the show notes. Thank you very much, ladies. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been our pleasure, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us today. 
Hopefully you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. I just mentioned to Joe that I could have chatted to Nikki for ages because she's speaking my language and I'm sure she's speaking yours too. If you enjoyed the episode, then please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And also let us know what you think. Write a review for us. Um, We've had some wonderful ones that we've been checking out lately. We're even thinking about starting to read some out on the podcast. So if you want us to do that, let us know. Mm. And come chat to us in the Juggle community. You can find all the links on our website, thejuggle.com.au. See you next time, everyone. Happy juggling. Happy juggling.